Welcome to Minx Your Morning, a podcast and Instagram live show brought to you by me, Liat Horowitz, your coach and cheerleader, helping you live the life you love. This is the daily dose of motivation you need to lift your spirits, clarify your goals, and set your intentions for a power day ahead. Stick with me to learn how to minx your morning and elevate your life. In today's episode, I sit down with Nir Eyal, best-selling author of the book, Indistractable. Listen up as Nir shares his top tips and strategies for how to be more productive in your workday, how to be more present as a parent, and raise indistractable kids, and so much more. Yeah, let's get straight into it. Yeah, let's do it then. You know what? I um, started this coaching platform about six months ago, and it's part of my journey in my process to personal growth and fulfillment, I would say. And when I heard about your book, it was on my list of reads for 2020. And I think I actually put a poll out to my community and I tagged you to ask, which should I read first? Should I read Hooked? or Indistractable first. And you were the one that responded and said Indistractable, and I'm so happy you did. And I <laughs> took you on my runs with me, with my ear pods, and I listened on audiobook, which is my favorite because I really get to feel the personality of the author. And so can you just give us a quick, quick intro of who you are? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, let's see. So I'm the author of a book called Indistractable, How to Control Your Attention and Choose Your Life. And the book really came out of my own personal struggle. You know, I have been in the tech industry for many years. And my, my first book and the curriculum that I taught at the Stanford Graduate School of Business was all about how companies can get people hooked. It's all about how to build habit-forming products. And the idea behind my research on my first book was about how could we could use these technologies for good. How could we make exercise Exercise and uh, uh, adherence to taking your medication or uh, saving money or educational apps. How can we make all of those products and services just as engaging, just as habit forming as checking Facebook or playing a video game? And, and I spent a lot of time on that. But then a few years ago, actually, I noticed that I was becoming hooked to some of these products, uh, not the ones I describe in my book, but some of the products that many of us know can be very engaging, maybe sometimes too engaging to the fact to the point that they can actually be distracting. That's and it. so there was a moment in my life that made me kind of reconsider my relationship with distraction. Uh, I was with my daughter one afternoon and we had this beautiful day planned, just some daddy daughter time together. And we had this activity book of different activities that daddies and daughters could play together. Oh. And what is in this book was to ask each other this question, that if you could have any superpower, what superpower would you want? And I remember the question verbatim, but I can't tell you what my daughter said, because in that moment, I thought that it was a good time to check my phone. And before I realized it, I was distracted. I had prioritized whatever was on my screen over spending time with my daughter. And I felt awful. And I realized what was going on. She was gone. She left the room oh. and I, I'd blown it. Yeah. Uh, I messed up this perfect daddy-daughter moment. And so that's when I decided that if I was going to have any superpower, I would want the power to be indistractable. I mean, how amazing would it be if we simply did whatever it is we said we're going to do? Because look, there is no facet of our lives that is not impacted by our ability to sustain attention, whether it's 
getting that workout you know you need, whether it's eating right, whether it's doing the work you need for, for your job, whether it's being fully present with the people you love. If 100%. you can decide what you want to do with your time, you do not control your life. Completely. I've got, a, I've got a comment right here, and that's why I was nodding my head from the concept agency. Rachel is saying it's, she remembers that part of your book because it was so relatable. Every mom and parent and dad that's listening now or that will listen in the future or has read your book in that moment was like, We've done that a million times and yes. we all kick ourselves when we're doing it, but we can't seem to stop ourselves. Uh, wow. You know, I, I told my friend this story uh, when it happened, how bad I felt. And so he was kind of curious. He, we have daughters of similar age. And so he decided to tell, to ask his daughter the same question. He oh, said yeah. to her, said, honey, you know, if you could have any superpower, what superpower would you want? And she said, I would want the power to talk to animals. And he said, I want to talk to animals. That's so interesting. Why is that, honey? And he said, and she, his daughter said, so that when you and mommy are on your phones, I'll oh, have no. to talk to you. Oh, that's straight. To, <laughs> that is straight to the heart, right there, right? Yeah, completely. Wow. We're really, we're really failing our kids when we're not one setting a good example. I think that's the biggest problem. That we're, you know, you cannot tell your kid stop playing Fortnite yes. on Facebook. It doesn't work that way. And and secondly, is that you know we're we are are teaching them that somehow whatever's on our screen is more important than they are. And that's, that's a horrible thing to feel. Very sad, actually. So that is the perfect segue into the first of two sort of main topics I would love if you could cover for us today. And that is about how to be more of a present parent whilst trying to raise more indistractable children. So they go hand in hand, like you're saying, if we're not practicing what we preach, we're not going to be raising indistractable kids, right? Right. That's right. And, and look, you know, the the the, the big uh, difference I think between my book and my research, and I think what what people's gut reaction is, to this problem is, it was my gut reaction that oh, it must be technology's fault, right? Let's right. blame Facebook. Let's blame Instagram. Let's stop using these tools. Go on a digital detox. Right. Uh, throw away your cell phone. Tell your kids to stop using the internet, and that's going to solve the problem. And what I was amazed to find over five years of research is that the root of the problem is not the technology, not technology's fault. <laughs> and in fact, technology is part of the solution. I'm the last person to tell you to stop using these tools. These tools are wonderful. They're great. I mean, look, we're talking over Instagram right now. Exactly. <laughs> the problem is, is that sometimes when we don't know how to use these tools properly and we don't know how to use our own brains properly, yeah. <laughs> sometimes these tools can use us as opposed to us using them. And so that's why it's so important, I think, to become indistractable. This will be the skill of the century. And it's something we have to learn. It's something we have to teach our kids, certainly. Because yes. look, you know, the goal of parenting is not to raise kids, okay? The goal of parenting is to raise future adults. And mm. so we have to teach them how to be able to control their own attention because that is a fundamental factor in order to help them control their lives. And so it's totally uh, uh, imperative for us as parents because, look, the world is going to become even more distracting. If you think the world is distracting now, just wait a few years. It's only going to become more distracting with virtual reality and augmented reality and who knows what else. It's only going to become more distracting. So it's imperative that we teach children now how to become indistractable. And so I can, I can kind of walk you through, I think, some, some, some tips in terms of how to become indistractable. Of course, I spent five years researching this. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think one of the things that's most important to understand 
is that there are two types of triggers in our environment. Triggers are us towards distraction. Uh, Now, what leads us towards distraction? We have what we call external triggers, and these are all the pings, the dings, the rings, all of the things in our outside environment. But that is not the leading cause of distraction. The leading cause of distraction is not the pings and dings, the things outside of us. The leading cause of distraction is not the external triggers, but rather what I discovered in my research, the leading cause is what we call the internal triggers. Most distractions begin from within. That distractions are all about the desire to escape discomfort. So procrastination, distraction is not your fault. Okay, Mm. you invent Facebook, you didn't invent Mm. email, Mm. tapping on the shoulder and says, mommy, daddy, I need to talk to you right now. Those things aren't your fault, Mm. but they are your responsibility. You Control, you have the ability, you have the responsibility based on how you will respond mm. to those internal triggers and how you respond to the internal triggers. Now, what are internal triggers? Mm-hmm. Triggers are these uncomfortable emotional states that we seek to escape from. Boredom, loneliness, uncertainty, fatigue, stress, anxiety, all of these uncomfortable sensations that we want to escape from and distraction, they are not character flaws. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You have the tools, the habits in your toolkit so that when you feel these uncomfortable sensations, when you feel discomfort, do you habitually reach for something to take your mind off of that uncomfortable emotional state? Do you reach for your phone? Do you reach for the remote control? Do you reach for a drink? Or can you deal with that discomfort in a healthier way? So that you're not constantly led away from what you plan to do. What I find so interesting is that obviously you've done the research. So there's so much behind what you're saying that the average person doesn't necessarily think about. You know, you mm-hmm. think it's the pings and the dings and all the external stuff. But you're absolutely right in terms of procrastination, especially when it comes to work. You have your list of tasks. You have your things that you, that you need to do. But then there's things on the list that you don't want, really want to get to. So you'll just, oh, I'm going to check Instagram. I'm going to check Facebook. I'm going to order my kids' shoes online first. You know what I mean? You're just distracting yourself without just dealing with what you need to deal with. That's right. And this is why it's so important that we understand what distraction actually is. So maybe Mm. if we can take a quick second talking about what what is distraction actually. So the best way to understand distraction is to understand what is the opposite of distraction. So most people... Distraction. Exactly. Yes. People will say the opposite of distraction is focus. Yeah. But that's not actually true. The opposite of distraction is not focus. If you look at the origin of the word, mm. the opposite of distraction is, as you said, traction. That yeah. both traction and distraction end in the same six letters, A-C-T-I-O-N, that spells action. Action. They both come from the same Latin root, trahare, which wow. means to pull. So traction is any action that pulls you towards what you want to do, things that you do with intent, things that move you towards your value and the person you want to become. The action is distraction. Any action that pulls you away from what that is not what you intended to do, something that is, is, uh, is against your values and doesn't help you become the kind of person you seek to become. So this is really, really important for two reasons. Number one, anything can become a distraction. Right. So many times we say, oh, you know, I'm just going to check email real quick. Right. Email is something productive. Email is something I have to do for work. Right. But if that's not what you plan to do with your time, it is just as much of a distraction as playing a video game. And conversely, anything can be traction. So there's something 
wrong with going on social media. There's nothing wrong with watching the news or playing a video game or doing whatever it is you want to do with your time. As long as it's done on your schedule, not some gaming company or social media company. Do these things on your schedule, which is if I can leave you with one very, very important piece of advice for all the parents out there, especially those with with your question around, you know, how can we raise indistractable kids now that so many of us are still at home? How do we kind of live this this new reality? Do yourself a favor. Make yourself a schedule. Oh, this has been found in study after study. This is not a technique I made up. Mm-hmm. This the time for spontaneity people the Mm. world is distracting enough there are enough unexpected things happening in our environments right now you and your kids need stability they Mm. are for routine even if they can't verbalize it believe me you need to get yourself and your family on a schedule i know it sounds oh that's so rigid i need time for spontaneity i need time to just do whatever i want if you find yourself distracted, if you find yourself not being able to do what it is you plan to do with your day, this is probably the leading. This is why. Yes. I have to tell you that when I was listening to your book towards the end and you spoke about the whole concept of parenting and making a schedule, I'm all for the schedule. People that know in my community, they know that I'm like a, like a type in that way. What interested me was how you said that children need autonomy and how using your children to help you to make the schedule and to ask them to suggest how much time they think is reasonable for them to be on their electronics or whatever it is. I know you gave the example of your daughter and with my boys, when I speak to them about their electronics time and I asked them after I read the book, I came in, I was like, right, let's, let's figure out what they want. I want to hear it from them. They weren't as far off from what I thought was realistic You know what I mean? Uh, They weren't like, oh, I want six hours a day. They were much closer to where I thought was realistic and fair. And I think they just so like, they just so loved that I was asking. Right. Uh, This warms my heart because so many parents, they feel like their job is to get their kids to use their screens less. So it becomes this war between mommy and dad, dad want me to use my device less. I want more. It is a war. You're right. Yeah. As opposed sit down with your kids and say, look, you know, there's nothing wrong with playing video games. There's nothing wrong with technology. You want to go on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. There's nothing wrong with it. As long as they're the right age, make sure yeah. they're over. <laughs> yeah. Use these devices for, for uh, if they are below the age, the manufacturer tells you to use them. But assuming it's age appropriate, exactly. if you sit down with your kids and say, what is a reasonable amount of time? How much would you like? You know, I, I sat down with my daughter and asked this very same question. Yeah. Some of her first words when she was, what, like maybe three years old was iPad time, iPad time, iPad time. I mean, she constantly said iPad time. It just was, it was too much. Yeah. And so when she was about five years old and she, she had enough wherewithal to have this kind of conversation, we sat down with her and, and we said, look, the price of spending time with the iPad is that it's time away from other things. Time with your friends, time to go outside, time to play, time with mommy and daddy, time to read a book. How much time would you like in your day for yeah. that time? I thought she was going to say like all day. And that's not right. what she said. Yeah. She said two episodes. Two episodes meaning two Netflix shows. So that's what she cute. Said. Two Watching. episodes. So two, two episodes is 45 minutes. Well, there is not one study, not even one study that mm. shows any deleterious effects for two hours or less of extracurricular age-appropriate screen time. Mm. I'm with 45 minutes, but here's the thing. 
Now that she made that rule, she Thanks. made amount of time. By the way, she thought she was getting one over on me. She was like, yeah. Huh? <laughs> so once she was put in control, I said, okay, fine. You know, that's totally great. Here's the thing. How will you make sure that you will adhere to your own rule? Because Ooh. I don't want to, I'm not going to be in charge of, of this. This is for you. Because again, I, the you're going to pay the cost. If you're on your iPad all day, that means you're not going to have time to do other things. So right. how make sure that you abide by your word? And here's what she thought for a little bit. And she said, well, how about, you know, we, at the time we lived in an apartment where there was a microwave that was below the countertop. And so she came up with this great solution. She said, what if I use the timer on the microwave and put in 45 minutes and then when the microwave beeps, I'll stop. Great. (laughs) Now it's not mean old daddy that says, get off your device. Stop checking, you know, stop (laughs) using that. She is policing herself. And what's going to do when she leaves the house right she goes to a friend's house exactly yeah is she hide it from me no or Mm -hmm. when she college she's going to have these skills already ingrained and so she's going to know how to moderate her own behavior which is the skill i really want to teach her i love that and it, it translates into so many areas of life especially for women when we deal with things like our body image and eating and diet and exercise and healthy habits in general This is setting our kids up for making smart decisions on their own. It's giving them the autonomy. So I really love that point. Thank you. That's amazing. How old is your daughter now? Now she's about to be 12 years old. She'll be 12. Oh, wow. Gosh, (laughs) wow. So we're nearing but bits for age. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, Crying about it already. (laughs) (laughs) Cute. So so let's, let's take it one step further. We're on the brink of, of getting into summer. And you know that for us Canadians, summer is massive because we long for it for so many months. Okay, so we're coming into summer and this summer is going to be the first of, of ever where a lot of camps are closed. We're still social distancing. I don't know if you know, but Canada's behind the States and some other countries in the world in terms of lockdown. We're still on full lockdown. It's starting to ease up but we haven't returned to school. We're not going to return to school and school holidays start in a few weeks time. That's 10 weeks at home, no homeschooling, most most likely no camps or short day or smaller camps. Let's talk about how working moms or or just parents in general who want to still be productive over the summer, what tips and tricks do you have for us to keep ourselves sane and keep ourselves productive whilst still having to entertain and house children at home all the way through the summer. Yeah. Okay. So tip number one is back to what we said earlier around making a schedule and involving that schedule. Don't impose the schedule on them, but involve So, you know, it's okay to show vulnerability. A lot of parents, they fear not having the answer all the time for their kids. And, And that actually studies have found doesn't serve our children that if you're struggling, something uh that that children if it's if it's something that they can do have a role in that sometimes it's very beneficial to involve them in this conversation even if by the way you say you're distracted right one of the best i did was to tell my daughter you know what i still struggle with this maybe you can help me with this let's do this together that that brought us on the same level and now i love that have that conversation Mm. so sitting down and saying look you know how do you want to spend your 
going to have a lot of time here in the house. Unfortunately, we can't do a lot of things that we could do in previous years because of this lockdown. What would be the ideal day? What would that look like? Of course, this isn't something you can do for very young children, but children, you know, six, seven can start to have this type of conversation. Yes. They can absolutely start having this conversation. And then what we want to do is to start making this into some kind of routine, to have a schedule prominently posted somewhere in the house or that children can easily refer to a schedule that they had a hand in making. Creating, right? yes. What, what time do you want to eat breakfast? What would be the ideal wake-up time? Uh, when when do we want time together? When do we want time apart? When do we want time to, to, uh, to play video games? When mm. do we want to go on walks? To try and plan that time based on your values. That's, that's the most important criteria. Values, and this is something we can teach our children from a very young age, values are the attributes of the person we want to become. Yes. Right? Say that again because it's so important. Values are the attributes we want to become. So we can ask ourselves and our children, how would the person you want to become spend their days? How much time would you want to spend, for example, if one of your values is to take care of your physical health, right? Everybody says that's at the top of the list. Oh, I really value my health. Health is most important. Always stay healthy, right? Yes. Do we put that time on our schedule? Do we have time for regular exercise? Do we have time, a bedtime, for example? How many of us parents are hypocrites and that we tell our kids, you need a bedtime. It's very important. But do we have a bedtime? No, I do. A hundred percent. You hit the nail on the head. We are hypocritical in that way because we expect our children to follow all these rules that we as adults can't even right, at the best right. of times. Yeah. You find if you actually, these three domains of you, your relationships, and then finally your work, those are the three life domains. And we ask ourselves for each of those three life domains, how would the person I want to become spend time in that domain? So you domain includes things, of course, like exercise, nutrition, meditation, prayer, uh, 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 art projects, video games, whatever it is that you want to do just for you. Put that time on your schedule first. The next layer, relationships. How much time would the person you want to become spend with the important people in your life, right? A wonderful time to use technology. Your kids can use endless amounts of screen time, right? Not all screen time is the same if it's used with quality interaction. Time with grandma and grandpa over Zoom or FaceTime is wonderful. My daughter Absolutely. with her now over Zoom than she ever did in her entire life. She talks to them several times a week. It's beautiful. They play card games together. Mm-hmm. They play and drawing games together. It's wonderful. Mm. Unlimited amounts of, of that interaction with other people uh, or their friends. You know, look, their friends are stuck at home too. Get together. This is an incredibly easy and life-changing technique. When you need that time for work, right? Let's say you're a working mom or dad and you're working from like home. Like right now. <laughs> right, right. So one thing, call a couple other parents at your kid who maybe your kid went to school with or some neighborhood yeah. and think, look, unfortunately, we can't be together physically, mm. but... How about we schedule on the books? Let's not be spontaneous here. Every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m., the kids are going to have a Zoom call. Love it. A million things kids can do over Zoom, right? If they they just want to interact, they just want to have that time together. By the way, kids love playing Fortnite or Mm. it's just interaction. It's not about the video game. It's about playing together. It's about being together. Right, right. For kids. So number one, make that schedule and and get them to, to contribute. That will go a long, long way to helping you become indistractable. The second thing that you should consider is to make sure that you hack back the external triggers. So the external triggers 
are all the pings and dings and rings in our environment that can lead us towards distraction. But also when it comes to our kids working from home, Mm. times kids interrupt us as i'm sure everyone you know every parent listening right now knows you know mommy daddy i need this i need that okay what do you do when you're trying to get work done and your kid is the source of the distraction what do you do then right distraction isn't just about our technology sometimes our kids can be the source of distraction oh yeah i'm about to give you you know this technique because you saw it in the book but i'm about to give you a life-changing practice okay here's what you do After you sit down with your, your child to discuss your schedule so that they know, okay, look, mommy and daddy, we're, you know, we're going to work from 9 a.m. to noon, and then we're going to eat lunch together, and then we're going to have some time together, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But when I'm doing my work, I can't be interrupted. But the problem is a child doesn't know, can't tell the difference if they're across the room and they see you on the computer. Yes. They don't know whether you can be interrupted or not because they can't see what you're doing on your screen. They don't know if you're in a Zoom call or something important or you're just chatting with grandma or grandpa. They don't know how important it is in terms of what the activity is. They don't know when the right time is to interrupt or not. So here's what you do. Look around your house and find the funniest hat you have. <laughs> Go Silliest hat you have. Do you have it? Are you going to put it on? Ah, there it is. This is called the concentration crown. Okay. And you sit down with your child and you explain, look, when your daddy wears the concentration crown for that time, that means that that's an important thing I need to do. And I can't be interrupted. Brilliant. So when I'm doing my writing or I'm checking my email and I need my focus concentration time, I don't want to be interrupted. I just put this on my head. And if for some reason my daughter comes in, oh, okay. Daddy's busy. Oh, he can't. Very, very effective. Can't miss it. it works like a charm. And by the way, it also works really well with spouses too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the hat is on. Don't come near me. Oh, exactly. Do you wear it on Zoom meetings? Rachel is asking. <laughs> <laughs> then you might want to laugh or something. That is That's so good. funny. Okay. So you've got to number two. I think you said there were three. Yeah. So, okay. So let's see. So we have, uh, the, we the talked schedule. about the schedule is number yes. one. How Internal triggers is number two. Uh, when it comes to internal triggers are incredibly important too. Okay. So one that we have to understand are these uncomfortable emotional states. Therefore, is that it's an impulse control problem. What do we do in reaction to these uncomfortable emotional states? So the antidote to impulsiveness is forethought. It's about planning ahead. It's about understanding what will I do next time I feel bored, next time mm-hmm. I feel Next time I feel stressed, what will be my habit? What will I turn to to diffuse that situation? So this is just as much about getting ourselves right and getting our heads right as it is figuring out our technology, et cetera. So understanding what are those internal triggers for you. And look, the, the, the fact of the matter is that today the world is more distracting because we feel these internal triggers more mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. right? Because certainty, the Stress, the, uh, uh, the, 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 what's going on in the world can be very anxiety inducing. And so I think that would be my third biggest tip is to understand what is this internal trigger that you might be running away from during your day. And so that you can understand that internal trigger and begin to master it because time management is pain management that none of the time management techniques and all the life hacks work if first and foremost you don't deal with the source of dis- the discomfort that you are trying to escape that's powerful okay. near one more very important practice and this is something i do with my daughter all the time i wish i could take out my phone but i'm using it to have this conversation <laughs> no, yeah what we can do as well is that we can actually use technology to block out technology distractions yes. and so there are thousands of different tools out there that you can use most of them are absolutely free 
And many of them are very kid appropriate. So for example, one thing that I'll do with my daughter, we both use this app called Forest. Okay, Forest, like trees, right? You know all about that in Canada. So like maybe. <laughs> yeah, so that we you, know about. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Here's how it works. You take out this app called Forest. And when you want to do your focused work time, you open up the app and there's a little tree. The tree, yes. Screen. Mm. Now you dial in how much time you want to do focused work for. Let's say it's 30 minutes, 45 minutes of focused work, right? You hit the button. And for that period of time, there's a, that little virtual tree sits on your screen. And if you pick up the phone and do anything with it, the virtual tree dies. Can die. mm. <laughs> and you don't want to kill the virtual tree. Yes, it's available on iPhone and Android. Uh, and, and kids starting from age five years old can get this. And so what you're doing is you're training their ability to focus. Because if there's no end in sight, like if you just tell a kid, oh, why can't you focus? Stop bothering me. So, you know, I need to concentrate. They don't know how long. There's no finish line. Yes. Whereas, okay, here's the timer, right? Yes. Here's this little tree. And you see that little line that's going around. It's going to get to the end of 45 minutes. So they can use it to do their own homework. They can use it yes. to say, I want you to, to occupy yourself for a little bit. I want you to work on a craft project, whatever the case might be. You can, you can use this type of tool to help them build this muscle of the ability to stay indistractable. I absolutely love this idea, especially for homeschooling, because my kids, especially, they need that end date or time. They need to know when it's going to finish. They're obsessed right. with it. So that is so crucial. I totally agree with So absolutely. Really gamifying. You know, it gives you like uh, points and your pretty oh. trees and like oh, all wow. kinds. Actually, if you accrue enough points, you can actually donate the tree that you grew virtually. They'll plant it in. They'll plant a real tree for you. It's really cool. That is amazing. And I will add that in your book, you listed loads of tools just like this that really can help you not just become indestructible, but just help you to manage so many things in your daily life. So this is my moment to tell people that if you haven't heard me say this before, you need to get a copy or to get it on Audible, nearest book. My favorite is on Audible because I really love to hear the voice and hear the personality, especially if it's narrated by the author, which yours is, and that's great. I hear footsteps, I'm going to tell you. My, my thing for my kids is they know that if they can hear me and the door is closed, they know not to come in. But my four-year-old doesn't really know how to do that. So I'm going to try the hat trick because I think that's going to help because <laughs> she's about to walk in and say, Ema, can I have a treat? <laughs> um, and I want to go so far as saying that what was really impressive to me, and you stuck by it, I was, I was kind of testing you, I'm going to admit, that when you told me to reach out to you on email to, to set this up, I like, you know, you assume people like respond so quickly because, you know, everyone's got their phones and they check their email all the time. You do not respond immediately. And I'm saying this for a good reason, because I know that you're very into time blocking because you explain it in your book and you have certain times in the day that you deal with email. So it was really refreshing for me to see not only that you practice what you preach, but that it can be done and you can be successful and you can get stuff done and get organized. It's, it's very, very inspiring. So keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're getting us fired up. I'm so glad. And, and the real message here too is that this technology is not the problem, right? Email is wonderful. It's great. It's about how we use it, right? If we use it to escape having to do real work, which is for me... You know, constantly, you know, oh, I got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
quick or, you know, you know, I need to do my duty as a citizen. Let me check the news. Right. <laughs> like, well, if that's not what you plan to do, now it becomes a distraction. But if it's what you intended to do, if you have time in your calendar, I'm going to go on social media now in my calendar every day. I've got time for social media. Social media isn't the enemy. It's about how we use it. How to we use it. Us versus that is so key because we beat ourselves up so much all the time about the things that we shouldn't do and that we shouldn't eat and that we shouldn't watch and that we shouldn't say when actually you should and you can, but it's about how you manage it in your life. And that is a beautiful message. And I thank you very, very much for joining us. I know that from your community and from mine, we've got comments, we've got questions. Everybody is, is focused in on what you're saying. So get a copy of the book. Um, next, I'm going to head to Hooked at some point this year. We're going to get on that book. What is next for Nair? That's my last question. So for this, oh yeah, sure. So the, for this year, it's really going to be about spreading this message about becoming indistractable. I, I really, you know, the the uh, I th I thought the world was distracting when I wrote the book, and it was published late last year. It was published yeah. in September. The world has become only more distracting now, and I think uh, this is even a more urgent problem because you know people people. Uh, are, are scared. Uh, people are anxious. People want to help others, yes. but there's so much. It can feel yes. so. How do we allocate our time? Yes. And so I really want to spread this message uh, at, at least until this year. And I really want to start this, this, this move where people begin to say, you know, I am indistractable. That is who I am. And it becomes kind of an identity, you know, yes. made up word. I, I made it up and I wanted it to sound like indestructible. I wanted to sound like a superpower. Did so you make it, it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made it up. <laughs> Interesting. Because when I heard it, I was like, that's it kind of like sounded obvious, but I was like, I don't know what that means, but I kind of guess what it means. <laughs> wow, you made it up. Oh, that's fascinating. That yeah. takes it to a whole new level, Neil. I want to give you this moment to tell them how to find you and mm -hmm. where to order the book. Sure. Yeah. So it's available wherever books are sold. It's available on Amazon Canada or, you know, all over, uh, you know, booksellers, wherever you uh, get your books. Audible. Uh, Audible. Audible seems to be the uh, most popular version. So you're not alone. That's oh, really you the interesting. And um, uh, the book is called Indistractable, How to Control Your Attention and Choose Your Life. My website is nearandfar.com and near is spelled like my first name. N-I-R. N-I-R. Yeah. Um, so, and by the way, we had uh, an 80 page workbook that we couldn't fit into the book because the book got too long. Uh, and so it's oh, wow. available free, by the way, anybody can get it at nearandfar.com. It's on the homepage there. It's a free download, whether you buy the book or not, and uh, it'll help you on your journey to becoming indistractable. So check that out. That is amazing. And tell us on Instagram, obviously you're right here. You have a podcast as well, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. My podcast is, uh, is articles that I've written. It's just me reading out these articles and uh, that near and far.com. Just like, I, mean, I feel like I could go on and on and on. I have a million questions, but I'm going to let you go. We will maybe do a part two at a later stage. Thank you so, so much. I'm very grateful. Appreciate it. This episode was recorded on my Instagram live platform as part of my daily live show, also called Minx Your Morning. In case you want to watch this interview, head over to the show notes and enjoy it straight from my feed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review, rate this episode and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. 
That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www.liathorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Liat Horowitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time.